0: Parents don't want to be judged, they just want a safe space to kind of relax and sort of tell their stories and figure out different ways. And our job is to facilitate.
1: Welcome to another episode of the HSE Talking Health and Wellbeing podcast. My name is Eamon Kyo. Today we're talking about parenting, a role that can be described in so many different ways as a joy, a privilege, but it can also be a thankless one, a role where you're always expected to be on. So where can parents get support? What's out there for them? And why sometimes is it worth stepping back and looking for that support? Joining me to talk about this are two parenting facilitators, Lulu Kelly from the Bray Area Partnership and Linda Pickett from the Northside Partnership. They will be providing some tips and tricks for parents, And also, where we can get more information. You're both very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So, Linda, I might start with yourself just to ask what a parent facilitator does.
2: So, a parent facilitator will hold a room, a safe space for all parents to reflect on how well and how not so well their parenting is going. Because we all know we weren't given a manual when we had our child leaving the hospital. That's very true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny. It's such an important role, but yeah, there is now. Real manual, is there? Sure. No. And Lulu, do you want to add anything to that?
0: Um, well, I suppose it helps parents reduce conflict and levels of stress that they may have. Yeah.
1: OK. And have you been working in the role long?
0: I've been with the Breyer Partnership Specs since 2015. And before that, I was the Parent Support Liaison Nurse in the HSC and the Addiction Service for 11 years.
2: And Linda? I'm with the Northside Partnership the last nine years and I'm with the Parenting Coordinator the last three years. All right.
1: So between you, you've met a lot of parents over the years. We'll talk about the group in a few minutes, but just staying with the type of parents you've met. Actually, there probably isn't a type of parent really, is there?
0: No, I think we've met a variety of different parents, parents from every walk of life. Parenting
2: is for everybody.
1: Yeah, it always strikes me as a parent myself. You have four kids, but you're really thrown into the role, aren't you, Linda?
2: 100%. Yeah, as I say, yeah. no manual for when you're leaving the hospital with your children. But again, our parenting programs are opened up to all backgrounds.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's a real kind of sink or swim scenario, isn't it?
2: That's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I suppose it can often be the day to day things that can be challenging for parents things like meal times or sleep times or routines. I have to say, what frustrated me one week something might work particularly I think you know with school routines or that where you're getting them out in the morning everything's fine and then all the wheels come off the next week. Can you talk to me a little bit about the type of stuff you cover?
0: I think all of the above (laughs) there was a lot in what you said there and I think like every parent every day something is thrown or can throw you yeah depends on what's going on for the children depends on what your morning's like what your sleep was like the night before. What's
2: going on for the children that day? And again, you were saying like from day to day, it could be hour to hour.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Minute and minutes. Minute, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. One morning you're getting up and you're going out the door. Everything is running smoothly. And then the next day it's no, I don't want to wear that dress. No, I don't want to wear them trousers.
1: Yeah. When parents come into your programs, what are the most common types of things they want to talk about or or they come for, really?
2: Is it okay to say no to their children? Mm -hmm. That's a big concern because you think if you say no to your child, you're hurting them. You know, you're upsetting them and they won't like you anymore because you're after saying no. Yeah.
0: I think parents sometimes like dealing with
2: tantrums, I think
0: is a big one, isn't it? And it's Yeah, yeah. Parents find that very difficult if you're out in the
2: supermarket
0: and suddenly your two-year-old throws a massive tantrum and you think the entire world is looking at you, but they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think parents just need gentle reassurance and feel like they're not on their own.
2: The benefit of walking into one of the groups is known that, oh my God, I'm not the only parent whose child had a tantrum in Tesco's. Yeah. On the way to work this morning. Yeah, And
0: half of Tesco's isn't judging me <laughs> or yeah. my
2: parenting abilities. Yeah.
1: And we spoke about this before, that relief of just knowing You're it's not just alone. not me. Yeah.
2: Back to people who can attend the programs, mums, dad, caregivers, different backgrounds all can attend. You don't
0: need to have a specific issue or being from a specific background, background
2: yeah. or culture
1: or. Yeah.
0: Parenting is universal to everybody.
1: Yeah, I suppose that's one of the great things about the groups that you run, I presume. Can you talk to me when a parent walks in first? I'm sure there's anxiety there.
2: Yeah, you'd love to record the look on faces from the first week they walk yeah. in till till they're walking out the door. They're unsure, mm. which you can understand. And again, it's someone standing at the top of a room. With a book in their hand, like going back to school, like being in the classroom. Yeah. And not known, thinking that again like that, that they're the only parent going through that tantrum. They're the only parent going through their child won't sleep at night. Again, walking in and as soon as one parent says, oh, I've had that issue. He's after having a tantrum a tantrum, or in Tesco, they didn't know what to do. The relief just, everybody just sits back and relaxes. Oh, thank goodness. I'm not the only one. It can be scary for parents coming in.
0: You see a circle of chairs, as you said, Lyndon, with a book on each chair. Mm. And then everybody takes their seat. It's all a round of introductions, but there's
2: like tea, coffee. That's you The facilitators yeah. are there to welcome you and, yeah. and it's a safe space as well.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure once everybody starts sharing their stories, it's yeah, it, it's probably the same type of stories. Yeah.
2: It? it Yeah. Parents don't want
0: to be judged. They just want a safe space to kind of relax and sort of tell their stories and
2: figure out different ways. And our job is to facilitate. The parents themselves get to the support from each other in the group. And that's where the yeah. support comes in. I would love to just be able to just to bottle the feelings from the parents.
1: So as you see the weeks progressing, do you see a change in the parents in terms of their openness and oh, willingness? Oh, hundred percent,
2: yeah. Week one, they're coming in and again. Week three. The confidence in themselves as parents, the stories that they're sharing. Oh, I was able to walk through Tesco's. I was able to let Linda have her tantrum. I didn't care who was looking at me. I knew I was doing right. Yeah, amazing. It's yeah,
1: and do you find that too? Yeah, really? when
2: they have like the as you said, the
0: first group, they're all very shy. They're mm-hmm. all you know unsure of what it's about, and and that's enough. And then by week three, they're all kind of settled into each other and they're all dying to hear each other's stories to see how they've progressed. We might have discussed, you know, different techniques and tools to use. Mm. And they'll discuss that and we'll look at what's going on for them. And each parent will give their stories and working around things. And then they want to know the following week how, how
2: they've progressed. Done and it, yeah, has it worked? Oh, did that work? Did that yeah. timer work for you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And we've had parents who come in and go, you know what? Remember, you said we looked at last week how to manage a tantrum. And you gave this technique and this tool. I was thinking it actually worked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the look of that uh, amazement and oh it's God. something really simple. I thought, I can't believe we never thought of doing that before. It just it's just simple direction. And then if one parent says it, then someone else is prepared to try it. And they think, yeah,
2: mm. these yeah. things do work. Remaining calm in tough situations. <laughs> and again, it is just reassuring parents what they're doing. They're doing an amazing job. Again, it's just giving them the little toolbox and use the tool which works yeah. best for your family yeah. or your child. Parents who have more than one child will know this technique won't work with this child. Yeah. So just find something that works for your family.
0: The parents are the experts and their children.
2: 100%. <gasps> yeah. 100%.
1: And I think often as well, sometimes when you think about a group or something like that, you feel maybe that the topics are quite heavy or complex. But as you say, it's tweaks and simple things. I mean, I see it with my own children, even when you change it or you're more specific about an instruction, it just makes such a different uh, effect.
2: Small well, changes make big differences. Yeah. And that's a bit of the feedback that we would have received yeah. as well.
1: And what are the most common things you see parents asking about? Tantrums. Tantrums. Is yeah. it? Not yeah. sitting at
2: the kitchen table.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Getting through a meal.
1: Yeah. It's around meal times.
0: Yeah. Meal
2: routines. Routines. Yeah. Bedtime, tantrums. But again, a parent might come in and they don't have meal time, a family meal time, breakfast, dinner, lunch. Again, you know, even get dinner together.
1: Yeah. Even for parents, give yourself a break. You know, yeah, if yeah. it's one meal, yeah, that's out okay. Three, yeah,
2: three meals a day sitting at the kitchen table. The whole family. You may have teenagers. You may have toddlers. So realistically, having three meals at a table would be hard to find. So just aim low. Set one goal, and yeah. even say have dinner at the table.
1: Yeah,
0: and for some families, that's a big achievement to sit down at that meal time and have that space even without the phones, without, yeah, without the technology to just try and have that family time together. That's a massive. Even if you're doing that once a week. week. Yeah, it's
2: brilliant. Yeah.
1: I mean, they always say, don't they? Kids need routine, so even a little yeah. bit of a routine like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, we important. all need
1: routines. And just talking about routines for a minute, because it is, as you say, it's hard to get them right just in your experience. What's the best way of introducing a routine for a child?
0: As Glinda said earlier on, setting your goals, like setting goals for your child, it depends on what routine, if you're looking at a bedtime routine, like structuring that and making sure the child understands okay, what it's about. So sometimes we would use like picture charts for yeah. small children. So it's very visual. So what is expected of them? before five minutes before the television's turned off, that they're they're Be realistic with the routines as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And a routine has to work for the whole family. We all have to not just for your four year old your five year old. It's for the whole family, mom, dads, whoever is living in the house. The routine has to be Uh for everyone.
1: Yeah. Sometimes if you're not specific enough on a routine, it can be yeah frustrating, I guess.
0: I think that's when, the, you know, the picture charts work really well for the small children. So, as I said, you know, the turning off of the
2: television, the warning before it goes off, as we said earlier on. And as I was saying as well, like going to work and you're told, oh, Linda, take your lunch. So I'm asking, oh, is it five minutes or is it an hour? Or look, I'll just take four hours because I wasn't told how long. And I come back in after four hours and I'm in trouble because I overstayed my lunch. But I was not given a specific time. Yeah. So I just took it upon myself to go for the four hours. Yeah,
1: that's a really it's good children point. Children are saying yeah. they
2: need specific rules as well and routines. Yeah.
1: You you know, never think about that as well. No, just yeah. just getting that specific and just being clear as well with yeah. your children. Children
2: yeah. need clear direction. Clear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very good.
2: We reassure the parents that what they're doing is a good job.
0: And if we're giving the parents the tools to deal with those situations to, as I said, remain calm in tough situations where they can see the benefits of it. Yeah, they can stand back. We talk a lot about pressing the pause button, just keeping calm, standing back, looking at what's going on for your child, Mm. looking at what's causing the tantrum, seeing what's behind it, getting down to the child's level and figuring out what's going on, what's behind this what's causing it
2: and it allows you that time they don't want to see that yeah they want a quick fix yeah yeah boom fix this quick this is a parenting program you tell me you're gonna fix it
0: as you said earlier on if you're walking along with your child and your child falls over and you go get up you're fine you're grand you know you're you're not hurt you're fine quick come on let's go but if i'm walking along with linda and i fall over and linda says to me get up your grand. Stay there. Don't move. I'm going to get you help. If I'm with Linda, Linda's never going to say to me, Get up your grand. Come on, let's go. I'll be like, Sorry,
2: I'm not okay. I'm actually not okay here. Yeah. And we talk a lot about consequences and rewards. So it's, you always like praise, praise, praise for good behavior. You always see something good. And no matter what type of day you had, there's always one good thing. So say the rewards and consequences. So say your reward could be on the star chart, you got your star. Mm. Okay. You got your star, you got your reward because you were good. You earned that mm. and now you're behaving not the way I want you to behave. And I'm ripping that star back. So parents, that's a that's a big no-no. Yeah. It'd be like me going into work today saying, Well, Linda, you have to do an amazing job. Here's a hundred euro. Me coming in tomorrow, fecking up, give me back that hundred euro. So it's the same. Don't treat them any differently than you would treat anybody else like. I think for some parents as
0: well, they come in and and they're trying to figure out what's going on for their children or, you know, for some parents who might be working. And then we look at kind of playtime with your children. We talk about playing, getting on the ground, you know, being at their level, playing with them. And sometimes parents are tired. They're trying to come in, they're trying to make the dinner, They're trying to get, make sure the homework's done, 400 things to do. But what we're saying is you don't need to spend two hours playing with your child. You can set a timer of 15 minutes, take out a jigsaw, sit on the ground, Once the timer has gone off, that's your time. Then you can go and do your dinner. But the children know once you've set that clear boundary and said when the timer goes off in 15 minutes, they don't understand the concept of time. So an hour, 15 minutes. They don't understand which is which once they
2: know that the boundary is set. If you can drop the potato peeler Mm. and say, show me. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And then they're gone. They don't want to sit with you. You're boring. Like (laughs) they don't want to sit with you for hours. And so it's just literally. As Lula was saying, in 15 minutes, just have a look what they're doing. And then if you can't, if you know you're so busy, I will be with you in five minutes. Again, set the timer and then make sure you do go back. Yeah,
1: I think sometimes parents are busy and if it's a busy household yeah. and, it, and it's a time. And I think as well, if parents are working from home and the children are coming in. So what I did was actually if they want to show me a piece of art or something that they did and I don't have time, stick it on the fridge. Yeah. And then I know to go back. And yeah. And I come back and then yeah. I make, try and make a big deal as I can and give them that time. So
2: yeah. that piece of art to them is like yeah. amazing. They're after spend that doing that, especially for yeah. you. Look how we would feel if we we're after doing something and showing, oh, look at that. All in the you your grand. I Spend hours doing. It. Yeah, <laughs> you won't even look at it for me.
1: Yeah, so it is important too.
2: Very yeah. important for the, to child, acknowledge yeah. the children. Yeah.
0: yeah, once you've said you're going to do something, so for you, for example, you need to go back. Yeah, because children will always remember that you've made that promise. Yeah. so you, they need you to go back and say, "Okay, I have time now. Let's sit down and look at that." And yeah. for
2: trust as well, you want for our children to trust us Build as well. Our trust. Yeah, we need to. I
1: meant to ask you actually the age of the children that. I suppose in terms of the groups, do you have different groups for different age groups, different age
0: groups? Yeah, we have uh, one to six for the early years for parents plus and then six to 11 for the children's program. We would
1: have. Two
2: to 12 for triple P, the parenting programs. Right. Okay. Two to 12 years.
1: Yeah. Just to ask you as well, we talked about sleep and we talked about eating, but. Screen time is a big thing now that seems to be coming up now. Screen time
0: is a big thing. Technology, yeah.
2: yeah. And we just have to be one step ahead of them, of our children with our technology and educate ourselves as much as we can. Yeah.
0: Technology is a part of life now for children, gaming and, you know, yeah. they're on their phones, they're on their apps.
2: And a part of our lives for us, we're on our phones as well. Mm. And we're saying, no, put that phone down. But yeah, we're pulling our phone out of our pocket saying, and they're like, eh. You said no phones at the table. Yeah, yeah, but this is like a work email I have to send.
0: If we make rules for them, we have to carry it out for us. A hundred percent. We do run um, the Managing Technology Screen Time Workshop. So it's a once-off workshop. So it talks about how, as parents, to manage what's healthy and what's not healthy for children on screen time and how to manage the use of screen time.
2: That was a little bit of feedback that we got from after one of the groups as well. So when you're on screen time, it's great. It's educational as well. You know, we've families abroad and it's a great way of communication and for our children as well to communicate. And again, it was just be pacific about screen time. If you're saying a program, children know programs if, could go on for two hours or 20 minutes, just be pacific and clear with the time. And so it's 30 minutes or mm. it's two episodes of a program. But just be mindful how long the programs are going on for. Yeah. And as the
0: children get older, a lot of families are stuck for space and have screens often in the children's rooms. So mm. you need to be very clear as to when they can go on screen time and, and and off it because sometimes children we've had issues with parents who have had kids have been on screen time during the night, getting into really? game. Yeah, wow. yeah. So yeah. it's just setting those very clear boundaries because sometimes it's established and it's a while before. A parent might realize that they're actually the children are gaming at night when they should be sleeping. So yeah, or the phones as well.
2: We often say try and keep the phones out of the bedrooms. With phones, FaceTime, when parents are working away or if grandparents are living abroad, it is great that they can send like stories, read stories through the phone or record stories and send them on. There is benefit from the screen as well.
1: Can I ask about how long your groups last for?
2: So with Triple P, we would have one off sessions, 90 minutes. We've workshops, two hours, and then we would have the more intense eight week groups.
1: Okay. And yourself? And ours,
2: the Parents Plus, we do Parents Plus Early Years
0: and the Children's Programme are eight weeks. And then we run Parenting When Separated, which is six weeks. Okay. And again, we do evening and morning just to work around what suits parents really to give them all options.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: By the time it's over, they're like, I wish it went on for longer.
2: Yeah. The feedback I've yeah. gotten is like, oh, I wish there was more sessions. Yeah. On.
0: <laughs> and we've had parents come back and do another. So I think that speaks volumes when people come back to do the second workshop. The Triple P and Parents Plus are evidence based mm-hmm. programs. So they're based on research.
1: Yeah. It feels like it's more of a
2: mechanism for support, really, support for parents, group. isn't it? Yeah, the, definitely. The parents support each other in the yeah. group. The facilitator is there to hold the group together Yeah, and the parents support each other. The amazing feedback that you'd get from parents. It could be such a simple tip as, oh, I bought a timer. I went on to Amazon wherever and and it worked for my lad. I'm not saying it's going to work for yours. But, and then, oh, yeah, I'll give it a try. I like Lulu was saying earlier on dying to come back the next week. How did you get on with that timer and asking each other? So the support from each other is amazing because they're all in the program for the same reason.
0: Nobody's judging each Um, other. They're all just there to support each other. We've had one mom who finished a course actually last night. She said it's actually changed her life.
1: Really? Amazing. Very good. So Linda, what other feedback did you get from parents after they attended the session?
2: So facilitator style and approach was fantastic. The workbook materials was easy to follow and um, fear that it was going to be like a classroom setting on week one. And then week eight, that it was nothing like a classroom setting, that I'm the expert with my own children. Yeah. This is feedback from parents and it's non-judgmental from other parents attending the group and from the facilitators. Yeah.
1: And Lulu, did you want to add anything?
0: Yeah, I think that that's very important that we're we're not there to give out advice and tell you this is the way you should be parenting. What works for one may not work for other. And we want to have a bit of fun as well. You want to sit there. It's a relaxed environment. It's very friendly. It's very open. Parents just they bond with each other
2: over 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, they have their own workbook. So the program is tailored to suit your family. And a great thing about the programs as well is that they're voluntary. It is eight weeks, so you can come out the first two weeks. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Mm. And it's
1: free as
0: yeah, well. And
2: it's free, they're free. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're all yeah. free. Every course that we do
0: is free. And we have parents come in and then their sister comes and their friend comes. And I think that speaks volumes because they recommend it to yeah. to other people, to people within their family or their friends. Yeah.
1: And can I ask, Lulu, what did parents find most useful?
0: I think that being together, the you know, parents feel very isolated in, in issues that are going on for them. They feel like they're on their own, they're alone with it. And just that sharing, that commonality of, of parenting, it's, it, it, it doesn't matter what background you're from. Your issues are very
1: much the same. Yeah, we're nearing the end of this episode. But before I finish up, I just want to ask both of you, actually. For any parent listening out there, what would you say to any parent who's thinking about signing up or would like to try it, but might be a little bit apprehensive or nervous about it?
0: Come and do it. Yeah. You'll never regret it. <laughs> and again, just make that phone call. Yeah. I wish I had had parenting course and my children were young. I think they're just so useful. And every parenting course that I do brings me back and grounds me in my parenting.
2: And parents share such lovely stories. There's no wrong question. Yeah. Yeah. To ask and just be reassured that you're doing the best you can. And the support is out there if you need it.
0: And come in and have a bit of fun yeah. because have a <laughs> fun. We're, we're nice
1: yeah. people. <laughs> Very good. This has been really interesting and I feel like we've only scratched the surface. But unfortunately, our time is up on this episode. If anyone would like some general information about peer support and other helpful information for parents, visit gov.ie forward slash support parents or for more information on the Sláinte Healthy Communities Parenting Services, which Linda and Lulu were speaking about today, go to Sláinte Healthy Communities on hse.ie, where the areas and services are all listed. I would like to thank Linda Pickett and Lulu O'Kelly for taking the time to talk to me today. And to all our listeners, please continue to share our podcast with a friend, colleague or family member. We really appreciate your support. This has been HSE Talking Health and Wellbeing. Thank you for listening.